What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I am here once again today with a brand new episode for you guys and a first-time guest on the show, uh, the host of the Beer to Bean open mic, uh, Eno Botello, is on the podcast today, and it was pretty cool to have him on just to talk about the open mic at the Beer to Bean, which I feel like is an extension of, and I say this, I think, in the episode two, and it's an extension of like the East Village mic that I went to back when that was a thing. Um, that's like where I first started ever doing like, you know, comedy open mic stuff. Uh, and so, uh, it was just cool to, you know, to talk about that and, uh, also get to learn more about, uh, him as like a guitar player and, uh, photographer. And so it's cool to hear about those journeys as well. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at, you know, Fernando Botello, and then also go follow the open mic uh, or sorry, the bearded bean at, I think it's bearded or the bearded bean and bearded is B E E R like B like beer. Um, so go check that. That place is dope. Also, if you guys could do me a favor, follow the podcast on Instagram at I'm getting their pod, all one word. I'll make sure to tag, you know, and the bearded bean in the post when I drop the episode. And if you could go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, any platform you're on, I think if you hit the link in the bio on the Instagram, I have all the platforms that it's available on. So click on one of those, hit subscribe. If you're on Apple or Spotify, please leave a review, leave some feedback. We'd love to see it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I got some shows coming up this week. Uh, if you're in town, if you're around in Santa Cruz on Thursday at 7.30 at the Woodhouse Comedy Night, and it's going to be an awesome lineup. Yeah, Chris Beasley, Butch Escobar, Shannon Murphy, and Ivy Cordova closing that one out. And then this weekend on Saturday, you know it's going down at the XL Public House, the Bricks and Beer Comedy Night. It's going to be dope. I have Butch Escobar headlining, Andrew Garcia, Maddie Boyer, Adriana McCain, and Warhol Kaufman. I'm hosting both of these shows, and I'm pretty stoked to be doing both of them in one week. Uh, I produce both of these shows as well. And so it's exciting just to have, you know, it feels like a like a full week ahead, um, and I'm excited about that. So please come out to my show, subscribe to the podcast, any support and all the support that you guys give uh, is pretty cool. You know, like uh, it's cool to see feedback. It's cool to see people liking, sharing, and all that good stuff. So I do appreciate that, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. You know. Uh, we could start off with just saying that it's been I think it's been cool to watch like the evolution of the open mic that you've been hosting at the Bearded Bean Yeah, it's, it's really kind of like you know turned into something pretty cool like every Friday in the downtown oh, abs- it seems like there's a, a good vibe around that place absolutely yeah thank you for saying that I mean when I first started doing it I didn't know to what degree it would kind of get to i think i don't think anybody really does yeah um i don't know if you know but before our current open mic we had one hosted by hardnell college and so that one was um it was done by a student named sam saldana i think i think she helps out with um 
a few other programs. She ended up going to CSUMB, but originally it was her idea and she had asked the shop and was like, Hey, um, would it be cool to use the venue? And we would just, you know, have students or anybody that would like to come by and be able to do it. Um, so I would go to that. A friend of mine had invited me and she knew that I played guitar. She knew I did music and she said, Hey, you know what? This would be a cool way for you to kind of like get back into music. Cause I had taken a bit of a break. Okay. Um, and, and it was funny how it just kind of started with that where I was just attending. I was just the att- attendee. Mm-hmm. Then I slowly kind of started doing more of the performances, always just kind of being on the side. And then once COVID hit, everything shut down, you know? Yeah. So, um, the shop had just stopped doing it altogether. In fact, everywhere, you know, everywhere mm-hmm. was just kind of slowed down. And it wasn't until I believe it was Eric that approached me because, um, and that's the benefit of my friend too. And kind of going mm-hmm. is you get to meet the owners, you get to meet the people that work there. So I got to know the baristas, I got to know everybody there. Um, nice. And so he was like, "Well, yeah, I've seen you perform. Why don't? You, what What do you think about hosting?" And I was like, oh, "I don't know about that." <laughs> I was a little bit. I was a little bit like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm more of the performer than the host, you know. Yeah. I never never really thought anything of it. Um, but, you know, doing the simple AV duties of setting up microphones, setting up the music stands, getting instruments ready and all that, um, I had already a little bit of experience with that. So I said, you know what, I'll, I'll do it for about a month just to see maybe you guys, you know, might want to slow down. Maybe we'll only do it once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. Um and then it just turned into we're just doing it every single week. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah, at first it was, I didn't know what to expect. But I could tell people were so hungry after the pandemic to want some sort of outlet. They needed that. They really needed that for whether it's uh, comedy, definitely, but poetry. I would mm-hmm. see a lot of that. People were writing yeah. things that was a lot deeper, you know. Well, and to your point, I think uh... – I don't know if you know about the, I'm sure you've heard about the open mic that was going on in Monterey before the pandemic at East village. Absolutely. Yeah. I've attended uh, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, that was one that, you know, used to hang out at quite a bit and kind of where I started uh, doing stand up at. And like, uh, it's cool to see like that, the crowd that was hanging out there is kind of joined up with like the crowd that is out at the beard of bean. It's kind of like become this, like, you know, this, this just like, this like open mic you know scene like i always see the same people there when i come through and right. uh, it's just cool to be like oh hey what's up you know you, and like uh, you start to kind of develop friendships much like the east village it's very i always feel like that's very similar to that open mic when i'm there right like, yeah yeah, yeah. east village cool. was a was a lot of fun and and for us to kind of be another uh, it's never competition it's always like we're just another kind of node we're just another mm-hmm. point of interest where people can kind of come yeah. and sure enough like i got people from monterey and seaside and all over that area carmel even where they would just come all the way over here and be like oh yeah it's happening be passing through and you know east village isn't going on so yeah. i heard the bearded bean is doing something so it's been really cool and i know um xl public house has been doing the the cool uh bricks comedy and oh yeah thing. yeah those, so really cool. those shows have been so fun to do and uh i think we're we've been doing it for like th- doing it for like three years now i think 
That's and great. It's uh yeah, like during during the pandemic too, we had like that little back spot, that little like garden that they had going for a while. Yes. Uh, yeah. we tried doing shows out there. But yeah, the XL's been very the people of the XL have been very receptive to comedy and um it seems like there's always people coming back that were there, you know, last month and sometimes we get, you know, some a bunch of new people too and uh yeah, I I uh I like going over to the to the Beard of Bean every now and again just to, you know, say what's up, promote the show and like try exactly. out Exactly. Try out some new jokes, you know, mixed mics it's a, a little different for for stand up, but I feel like it's still the, the crowd there is very has been very receptive and that's been that's been cool. Yeah, I mean, I hand it to you and any other comedian that comes by because I, I seriously think if there was ever a easiest to hardest difficulty level, it seems like comedy is pretty difficult to, <laughs> to really land and for people to be like really into it, you know? Like, yeah, I, it's, that's I think I it's uh, the tough part sometimes is transitioning from like, you know, like an upbeat music act where everybody's kind of like, Yes. dancing and like maybe they're talking with their friend and it's not as distracting uh that is the only the only difference but i don't think that's really happened there and i that's i think that's mm. you know it goes to show like i think you're cultivating just a really good you know audience and group of people that are like really open i think you know it, having poetry there too it kind of does make it a little more open to hearing hearing ideas and like if it was just you know music and then comedy i think it would be a little bit tougher of a, of a like kind of a transition sometimes from the from the two things right i i totally agree with that and i think i'm one of with any open mic i'm like i'm pretty receptive to just everything is fair game so i'm just like if you want to be you know a person that wants to tap dance on stage to a song or something go for it if you want to um do some painting i've had a couple people and that's that sucks when when sometimes things just come up you know um where they had asked me like hey would it be cool if i did like live painting like would it be cool if i had like a section I'm like of course um and they could stay up while you know other acts kind of go on so that way it's kind of this interactive thing yeah and that's what i'm i'm all about that i'm all about the interactive kind of uh where all crossroads kind of meet so some of the people that i know that do music i know they also do poetry um a great example for me is uh, talented who's come by a few times yeah. and when he first started he did like really stripped down guitar stuff and then he brought his own tracks and then i remember going one day to uh, old capital books with um, my now girlfriend then she was just a friend and we had gone and we heard him do poetry and i was like what the fuck this guy <laughs> like i was like i was shocked i was like this is actually really good so the next couple of times i would see him i'm like bro take out the poetry bring it out bring it mm-hmm. out i want to let's let's have other people hear it and slowly but surely like he started to do it and him and he even thanked me afterwards because he's like yeah man that's like thank you for telling me that because at first you kind of you feel like that's sometimes a part of you that maybe you don't want to share or something maybe that's a part of you that you don't want to really put out as much like for example like yourself like i know you do the comedy but i've also been seeing you do the videos with uh couple of other dudes you know playing music and oh stuff, yeah yeah which is which is always a good time you know it's a lot of fun it's mm-hmm. it's just like this other um kind of branches you know it's all one yeah. tree we're all rooted but it's just these different branches that kind of come together dude hell yeah i uh yeah those are other other comics and from santa cruz that i've been that i've been jamming with that's uh, great we're just been putting together like yeah and i wanted to ask you about uh 
like your uh, playing and stuff because I know like <laughs> that's the thing. I when I, first time I was there, I was like, oh damn, this guy, this guy can play the guitar, man. Like, how long have you been? How long have you been doing that for? Like, is it like that's something a, your whole life or like? That's you... a really good question. So, um, I grew up around music my whole life. Uh, my dad had started um really just introducing me to like really old music so he started with he didn't even start with the beatles he started with like uh dean martin and frank sinatra and all that so the the rat pack and he would kind of start to show me like these folk mexican songs and everything and he he had a guitar and everything but he would very rarely play it he was all about piano all about piano and eventually probably around 13, 14, I started to kind of garner interest in like wanting to learn something. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, something about guitar, like with all the music I was growing up with, whether it was Green Day or Nirvana or Stone Temple Pilots or Pearl Jam or mm-hmm. everything, everything, Metallica, Megadeth, everything was centered around guitar. And I was like, that's the sound that I want to be able to do. You know, there's something about a distorted guitar. Yeah. So I remember I told my dad about it. He was like, yeah, no, I don't know about that. Like, I'm not, he was very much like, I'm not going to help you f- get any instrument. <laughs> like you do it on your own. So for a summer, I ended up working and cutting lawns and doing just random odd jobs as a high schooler and saved up enough money to buy my first guitar. And that was at 15 or 16, oh, yeah. um, somewhere in there. And so I've been playing now probably 15 or so years. And I started with just kind of um, learning songs on, you know, on ultimate guitar, trying to find find all the tabs, find find everything. And then I realized, like, this is not going to get me anywhere. Um, And the more I listened to interviews of these really prolific guitarists that I really looked up to, they were very much like, no, you have to listen to the music and you have to figure it out and you have to force yourself to do it. I was like, well, shit, that seems really hard. Sure enough, it was very hard. Um, it was probably four or five years into my playing when I was around like 18, 19, 20. That's around the time where I was like, I need to learn more. I need to go deeper into music theory. I need to go further into this. And, uh, you know, my parents, my mom especially, she was super sweet about it the whole time. My dad was pretty whatever. But, <laughs> but I remember kind of, you know, playing at my family house and everything. And at first they're like, Oh, that's quite sound right. And then slowly, but surely they were like, okay, you're actually learning these songs, you know, you're learning how to play them. And so it's been a process, I think up to now where I've reached the point in my ability where I can just kind of listen to a song maybe once or twice and be like, Oh, I can play along with that. That's fine. But, But that was, that was a process. You know, that was a, a journey as it is with any skill, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's been really cool just kind of learning on my own, no teacher, no nothing. And then kind of my teachers were essentially the music I was listening to. Yeah. That was it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever played with like when in bands with people and stuff? Like if you, yeah, well, never in any bands but i have you know jam with people and stuff but mostly what i've done is sometimes um session recording so sometimes people can hit me up and be like hey you know what i just need guitar for this and it could be something totally out of my comfort zone it could be uh 
you know, it could be funk, it could be, you know, something in this kind of area where I'm like, I'm not exactly sure what to do here, but I'll try. And that really taught me a lot was kind of just um, hearing what other people were producing and finding my way to kind of be like, oh, this is how I can kind of fit in with this. Okay. And it was it was a learning process. So uh, by me talking with different people who were involved with music here locally. So, uh, for example, there was this band um, when I was really at that formative years, right, 1920. Um, I started going out to shows more locally and going more to concerts, listening to more music. And there was a band here, Strawberry Girls, who I was like, they're spectacular, spectacular band. Um, I would go see them as many times as I could because I loved their, their music, loved their style. And slowly I got, got to kind of understand their writing process and visited them maybe a couple times at the studio that they had in Carmel. And it was cool just to kind of learn, learn as, cause they were, they were older, you know, I yeah. think they were three or three or four years older than I am. And I was able to kind of be able to sit in and, and, and understand and it was very cool in that in that sense. Um, so I've never been in any bands. I never really felt um, compelled to necessarily, but I think that might be changing pretty soon nice. <laughs> because uh, a couple of friends of mine and I have been talking, and uh, we're hoping to get started on some sort of project. You know, it's oh, it's, yeah. it's always a it's always something. You know, where and I think that's the biggest thing. Um, it's. Uh, even even probably setting up meetings like this or, or setting up for the podcast, you know, like the time constraints, like people have their lives, people have work. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to kind of fit everything in, you know, it's hard to, to kind of do everything, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it's a constant rotation of like plan A, plan B, plan C. And you're trying to just like, you know, operate within those. Like, I feel like I have, I constantly have like a rotate or a group of people that I'm trying to record with. And it's like, I'm just, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, we can do this today. And then, you know, it's like, <clears throat> it's just, yeah. Like, like with the open mic too, like that's the one thing that's cool about it is you guys don't like, you guys don't necessarily like book, like some open mics, at least for like comedy wise, like either, like sometimes I have to book like a like a like a feature or like somebody kind of drop people uh, in right. to, to yes. you know and I think like what's cool about the, you know the open mic of the bearded bean is you kind of never really know and it's all the list is always like going to be it seems like it's always full or always you know a diverse group of people coming through and yeah I think Salinas like especially I've been talking to people about this in the the comedy scene because they come down to the XL and they see Salinas like the the old town and they see like the lights at night right. and like the the sign <laughs> and they're like holy shit, man. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's like Salinas nightlife is a lot different than it was, you know, three, four years ago. And that's, that's a very, yeah, that's a great observation because I don't remember old town ever being like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't remember it ever being that alive in the sense that there's so many options. And that's why I tell people every time they come by for the open mics is I love to promote, anything that's going on either that day on the Friday or on the weekend, because yeah. I'm like, Hey, you know what? Fox theater, they're doing something over there. Hey, you know what? Excel's doing something over there. Uh, go check out like Dina, go check out, um, you know, farmers union. If you want a good beer or whatever, or yeah. if you want to just do, 
whatever. Sing karaoke at the King's Den or something. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and people love to do it. And, yeah. And it's so funny. This again, it's the synergy of all these communities kind of interweaving into each other, where people see each other, and be like, "Oh, I've seen you over there. Oh, you're mm-hmm. here now. That's cool. You know, now yeah. we have another point of interest. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely it's yeah it's just been really cool to see and i love to you know like see people's reactions that just maybe haven't been to salinas in a while and they're like they see the downtown they're like holy shit dude i'm like yeah it's kind of cool actually like i i like to like you know so when i hit at the open mic sometimes i like to just walk around afterwards and just like go to the different bars and like always see people you know that like have come to the show or they like <laughs> We're just at the open mic or something, like just like you're right. saying. Like I just saw you there. It's like, yeah, it's it's such a cool like it's such a cool like nightlife scene and yeah, the definitely like the Friday nights of the beer bean, I feel like it's like the kind of kicks off the Friday night of, of downtown, it feels yeah, like Yeah, definitely. And I don't have the luxury to see that because I'm, I'm working. <laughs> totally. So it's, yeah. it sucks, right? Like there's there's so many times where I'm like, Yeah, it'd be kinda cool to have a Friday off, but then but I'm like, no, like, it's so cool to just be there and help out and host and just be kind of that, not necessarily a vessel, but just be that person be like, hey, you ever want to do anything? I mean, this is your way to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've even told many people that my, my favorite moments at the open mic are the ones that are spontaneous, the ones that just kind of happen. Yeah. Like, I remember there was one night and it was towards the end. It was already like, you know, we had a full list and everything. And I was like, all right, well. And I always kind of do at the end uh, a quick little like shout out almost to be like if there's anybody that has anything that they want to do. And I remember this this girl was like, oh, yeah, my friend wants to, but she's very shy. And then she's like, no, shut up, shut up. And I was like, well, it's fine. Like, it, come come on up. Maybe we'll figure something out. And if yeah. not, hey, no worries. We're, we're done, you know. But let's let's try to see if we can work something out. And she came up to the stage and I had the music going. So I was like, so what, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, do you know the song? Like, um, I forgot what it was. It was X's and O's by, by that artist. I forgot which one it was. And she, yeah, I so I know, it was, I think I know what song you're talking about. Yeah. So, so she was like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to put on a backing track. Like, would you be able to play it? And I, I was like there up on stage for like about a minute being like, I think it goes like this and like this. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that works. That works. Let's try and do it. And we just do it. Yeah. And everybody, everybody loved it. You know, just a That's simple cool. thing like that, where I could just help this person that wants to share their, their talent, maybe in that moment, yeah. even if it's just once or ever, like that was the one and done. That was it. She's come by a few times, but she never performed again. So she was like, that was it. That was the one and done. I nice. love that. It's kind of that improvisational thing that I've learned as a musician as well, which I I incredibly love. You know. Yeah. Have you uh, have you guys um, have you have you been maybe talking to people or discussing possibly doing a open mic at the Carmel location as well? Absolutely. I mean, we get that that question a lot, and I talk to the guys a lot about that too because I'm like, it's been a while. We're trying like the shop's already been open for for a good period of time. Um, I believe the the main thing we want to do is make sure we have beer on tap. And ah, the, I see. the the idea at the Carmel shop is we're going to have much more, many more taps. Like I think over here in Salinas we have, um, I think it's six. I think we have six taps. And over there I think we're going to have, I think, double. So oh, wow. we want to be able to have that set up. 
and then that might be during the week. So it could be a Monday or a Wednesday or maybe a Saturday. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but once the guys are kind of set up with that, yeah, we've, if anything, definitely, um, anybody that watches this, maybe they want to be a host for that. Um, they'll oh, be yeah. afraid to, they'll be afraid to get in contact with me or get in contact with the guys at the shop. Um, because we will probably need a host for that. I'm, I'm already busy enough with Friday. Uh, as well as helping out some Saturdays over here at the shop. Whenever we have, you know, sometimes we might have a band, sometimes we might have, um, like this weekend, we're having our very first kind of like movie short film premiere that oh, okay. uh, somebody's doing. And is it like uh, a, is it like somebody that in local that made it that's premiering? Yes. Or? Oh, yeah. cool. Absolutely. So that's something that I was very like, hey, if we ever do anything like that, let's keep it all here let's let's promote people that are here that are part of this community and hopefully that entices other people to be like hey yeah you know beer to be could be a spot we could do it at um or it could just be something fun you know some sometimes people just want to do um i'm getting distracted i just recently got two little kittens in there no no you're coming (laughs) (laughs) they're coming out like oh okay they're like what's going on over here dude yeah they're like all right bruh I, I literally, I literally just adopted them like, like three days ago. We're vibing with the talking about the community. <laughs> this is, but, yeah, it's community. <laughs> no, but it's it's cool. I think, um, yeah, if we we can find a host for the Carmel location, that'd be really cool. Anybody's yeah. interested in that? Yeah, if anybody's listening, it wants to. You know, I I love hosting shows. I I have my my hand in in I think a couple different. You know producing and, and hosting and helping out and it's fun to be like you know behind the behind the scenes of stuff and kind of putting things together like in those moments where it's happening like where right. you know you're in the basement at the xl and it's like full of people and they're laughing you're like all the planning and thinking and stressing for all the days up until that you know it's like you get at that brief moment it's like it's it's so cool and and uh yeah uh I encourage people to go, you know, because I feel like Carmel, there could be, you know, the people that live in Monterey, they could go to that one too. Exactly. And you could get, you know, just more reps for people that whatever you're doing, I think uh, more reps helps, you know, and, and uh, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, that'll be cool. That location looks sick. I haven't been there yet, but I've seen it on the the Instagram. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's very expansive. Like there's windows all around, which is very different from the Salinas location, which is literally just a, like a a hallway, you know, it's just a big hallway that just goes from door to door. Um, Whereas the Carbon location, it's definitely like from the corner spot and there's windows all around high ceiling and everything. So very, very nice place. Um, But to touch on what you said, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, it's it's definitely that idea of of the more places you can go and, and kind of necessarily ad not well it is advertisement right it's advertisement of itself but it's also to engage other people that maybe they're like man I wish there was somebody that oh look there is yeah <laughs> you know, I wish there was somebody that did this style of thing oh there is somebody mm-hmm. you know it's just that you would never know unless that person advertises themselves. And I think that's the the key as an artist, really, in any area, is how do you put yourself out there? How do you kind of interact with others? But also, how are you able to have both a venue and a place where you feel very free to be able to do that? You know, mm-hmm. so I think like what's important. cool about uh, what's cool about social media too is that you can 
you can express so many different aspects of what you're doing through that, you know, through like, even like Instagram, like I see, I was like going through your Instagram today before the recording, you know, <laughs> yeah. just trying to like get yeah. a better idea of, you know, cause I only, you know, we only interacted really through the open mic. So I was like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. And I noticed like, you know, you ha- like you talk about photography and you have some pretty cool stuff um, on your page. And I was like curious cause I, I've been kind of looking into cameras and stuff just for like recording right. and like, trying to get you know like good shots of stuff for my show and i'm like just curious like how you know is that is that something that you like like had an early interest in or were you kind of just like, you know uh, it's it's a funny thing where it was like i guess high school for me was a very formative time which i didn't even realize until i guess now that you mentioned that because it was probably my senior year of high school and that was something that my dad was like totally on board with. He had shown me photography. So he had film cameras and everything. And I never used them. I never used them because I was afraid to like, you know, go through all the shots and get nothing and then have to develop them and then be all, it'd be a waste of money. That's really how I felt, you know, in my, in my head, but I was super interested in um, uh, digital photography. In fact, right next to me, this is the first like photography book that I got, which is Photoshop CS3, which I still have. And it was, you know, years ago um, because I was super interested in digital. And so my dad, for my birthday, um, in my senior year, he bought me a, an icon. He bought me, he bought me a digital camera and he said, do with it whatever you want. Go for it. At first, it was a little intimidating because, again, it's so much, so many controls, so many everything. But I learned that thing inside and out. I learned how to use it on auto with the flash automatically popping up like a like a newbie would, you know, which mm-hmm. is just like you have no idea what, what you're doing to learning what aperture or depth of field does or what shutter speed is or what ISO is or film speed necessarily. Um, the different lenses you could use, all these different things. So that started, yeah, right around when I was 17, 18. Um, I would go around everywhere. Uh, one of my first, uh, can't really say overseas, but I guess it's overseas. But I went to Canada and I had that camera and it was terrific that I did because I got to go to different areas in Cal, um, in Alberta, which is Calgary, Edmonton. I got to go to Banff, one of the national parks there. Okay. And I'm so glad I knew how to use that camera because I was just there taking pictures. So it was, it was kind of my connection with, uh, I guess a hobby to just kind of outside of music, outside of anything else. I think photography is, it's a beautiful thing. I, I never really could draw or paint. I never really could do those things. So I felt photography is that way to capture the next step from there. Besides photography is of course, videography, yeah. which is a whole other or, or filmography or yeah, doing film, which is a whole other layer because you have to think about lighting. You have to think about the actual mm-hmm. equipment you're using, plus the audio, plus how, you know, almost like uh, really thinking about your shot, really composing and understanding the movement of things. With photography, you do the same thing, but once you hit that shutter, it's set and yeah, it's you done. Got that. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's like a stamp. It's done, you know? So you feel like you either get it or you don't. Whereas with film, it's like you almost have to like, it's a very firm balancing act almost with different things of course if you do film for like um like uh 
you know, maybe you do social media stuff or you do YouTube, you could get away with using a GoPro or using just a simple mirrorless camera. Like a, a friend of mine, he's done, uh, you know, video for a long time. He told me back then to get like the Panasonic mirrorless. It's si- super simple, works great, works in every line and condition. You don't have any trouble, you mm-hmm. know, so it's it's things like that just from learning from other people. But for me, my interest was always uh, with photography for sure. Yeah, so I've I've gone back and forth with Nikon, Canon, and using other cameras as well. But even to this day, I'll still go out. Um, in fact, I still have my cameras just sitting over there. I have a um, – what do I have? <laughs> I don't even remember what I have, but I ended up upgrading that, that old Nikon to a, a full-frame better Nikon just because I was like, I need to be pushed again. I need to feel like I don't have any any limitations, you know? So I've had this camera now for like five years. So it's been great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching a lot of reviews and looking at stuff and I have friends that it seems like that's the, it seems like that's where it's going. Like with comedy and stuff is getting like clips of yourself and like getting a lot, like a lot of the people I, no, in the Bay Area are like they, you know, have a good camera and good audio and they're like recording on stage as well as the as the camera recording and it's like, oh wow, you're like they're like I'm realizing how many how much people are taking into consideration like all these different things on top of just writing jokes. And it's like Right. It's like, yeah. whoa, yeah, like uh and the thing that you're saying about like lighting and, and you know, like it really I've been learning a lot about like cameras in the past few weeks, just like, okay, holy shit. Like this is, so I was just curious. I saw that and I was like, Oh, I'm, you know, I've been kind of, that's something I've been, it's kind of been active in my mind and I've been thinking about, um, getting for, uh, for, you know, just for filming sets really. And maybe taking pictures, but more of like, just, you know, capturing like, you know, the show at the XL or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's a terrific idea. And I think, everything's been moving to the digital age in terms of that. I mean, look at, I don't know how, how much you pay attention to maybe um, kind of social media Instagrammers that do music, but I know a lot of guitarists now, they have a social media account now. They mm-hmm. have to have the, the, you know, all the video effects and everything, even if it's just a minute long clip, because that really helps promote them. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was watching a very interesting video just a couple days ago about one of my favorite guitar players, Guthrie Govan. He's an amazing guitar player. He's played with just about everybody. His ability is like none other, but he doesn't do any social media. So a lot of people don't know about him. But mm-hmm. you might see social media on this kid that's on there, and he might play back in black or whatever, and he has 200, 300, 400,000 views or whatever. That's yeah. just how it is. So, yeah. and it, it seems like in a lot of cases, in order to keep up, you have to kind of start to meander this new terrain, you know. And I think that's kind of what I learned, even with with music as well. Is it's definitely uh, if I were to go go a hundred percent in, meaning I would go all in, all my time dedicated to it, all my you know, energy dedicated to just music that is a huge thing social media is huge you know it's it's how you set yourself apart but also how you share with others and be like hey look this is what i can do and it Mm -hmm. promotes you and i've heard of so many people that get to you know essentially become you know this guy who's in this nowhere 
USA place where nobody's been there. Nobody knows of you. You're just a guy who plays at home in your garage or in your basement or whatever. And you just happen to have, you know, this Instagram where you're posting these videos and all of a sudden they get huge. Um, like comedians, you mentioned that. So Andrew Schultz, I used to yeah. never saw any of his clips. It was really his like YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. So it was his, um, his YouTube channel where he was just kind of talking about all these different things and like talking, talking about in the sense of like maybe what John Stewart did with the daily show mm-hmm. or. This oh kind yeah. Of I like remember those like current, during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So the current events sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that got me more interested to be like, Oh dang, I should check out his comedy. And then sure enough, he had YouTube reels. He had all these different things that you could get quick little bites of where it kind of makes you want to listen to the full thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I don't know how it was before. I'm pretty sure it was just, you would have to go to the shows in order to see these people unless they did like the grand spectacle, you know, whether it's uh, Bernie Mac doing the show or, or, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy with delirious and raw, um, you know, doing these really like, this is a film dedicated to my comedy. You know, this is, what it's about, uh, you know, and, and I think definitely now it seems like if you can navigate the waters of social media relatively well and your ability is pretty decent and you're able to kind of know how to like maneuver that, you can get pretty far, which I think is, is terrific. Why not? Why not have more people kind of get into that and learn these different medias as well, you know, where mm-hmm. You once upon a time were a comedian. Now it's you know you got the the whole <laughs> setup with the microphone, and everything, doing the doing the podcast, which is great. But then that's going to take you to the film side, maybe the video side, yeah. and then that's going to be a whole new thing. It's going to all interweave into each other for sure, man. And dude, yeah, I just yeah, I uh, I'm ex- I'm stoked to you know to to like see what you know like yeah like getting like getting like this podcast has helped me like uh with learning how to do like video editing and and audio and sound and all this stuff and yeah it's only just i feel like what you're saying it's definitely made me look into like oh maybe i like this add this add that right and eventually you know just see where it goes and i uh dude i just want to say like thank you for 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 doing this today and also want to you know let people know where they can go follow you um, so they can, you know, know about the open mic or anything else that you post and, and, and do on your social media. Of course. Yeah. So you can, uh, follow me specifically at, uh, Eno Fernando Botello, which is just my name. So it's, I know Fernando Botello. You could probably tag there or whatever. Um, but also you could also follow us at the bearded bean. Cause that's where we post everything to do with any events, including the open mic. So at the bearded bean. Um, that's where you can find us on Instagram. So hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you for doing this, man. I, uh, I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try to come down and hang out at the, at the mic one of these times again and say what's up and and (laughs) promote the, promote the XL and all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly. All the cross promotion, very much welcome, very much needed. I think there's nothing wrong with that.
Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time.